I think a big mistake that people make when they're getting into relationships is not thinking hard enough, not spending enough time thinking about their own personal boundaries and their values when it comes to their relationship life, when it comes to their dating life. Boundaries are basically things, characteristics, habits that you definitely do not want in a potential long-term partner, whereas values are more closely related to things that you really do want in a long-term intimate partner. Things or qualities, characteristics, habits that you want to seek out in a quality long-term partner. However, this whole idea that I harp on about all the time, the idea of boundaries and values is complicated. This is a big topic. It's so big I'm considering creating a whole new course uh, just around this topic. But in today's video, I want to give you a little more food for thought about boundaries and values. And I want to share a couple ways of thinking about boundaries and values that I don't hear anyone else talking about that I think is especially important for anyone struggling with retroactive jealousy or obsessive jealousy. My name is Zachary Stockhill, and since 2013, I've been helping men and women from all over the world overcome retroactive jealousy, overcome obsessive jealousy, and save their relationships. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, or you'd like more information about my work, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. So my basic modus operandi for relationships, for dating at this point in my life, to a considerable extent, it's about minimizing drama and chaos screening out very, very quickly people who are going to benefit my life and I'm gonna be able to benefit theirs, it's gonna be a good fit, and screening out as quickly as possible people who are not gonna be a good fit, people who display serious boundaries, people who don't share my values, people who are gonna likely violate my values and boundaries in the future. I wanna keep those people out. And it's a good idea to sort of actively screen for those people, in my view, as early as possible in the dating process. And a mistake that I think a lot of people make in love, particularly younger people, is erring too far on one side of either extreme. In other words, you have people who they meet someone and they're totally smitten, they're totally in love, they're only focusing on the values that they share with this person. Or they're only focusing on the, the nice, bright, and beautiful, shiny bits. They're only focusing on the good in this person and ignoring the parade of red flags <laughs> that is accompanying this beautiful new person at the same time. Alternatively, a lot of guys, uh, I say guys because it's a lot of guys, but I'm sure a lot of women do this as well. A lot of people err in the other direction where they're only focused on the red flags and they're so terrified about being hurt that they overlook all the wonderful green flags uh, surrounding their new love interest. Now, I am a big fan of balance in my dating life, in my assessments of people's character, in my assessment of other people in general. So I think it's very important when you're meeting someone, when you're dating them, when you're trying to decide whether or not to enter into a long-term relationship or a marriage with them, make sure you're focusing on both. And don't go too far in any one extreme. In other words, don't just be looking for the bad, or shall we say the incompatible, and also don't just be looking for the good. Don't just be looking for the compatible. We live in an age of extremes and intense ideologues and polarization, whether it's societal polarization and inequality, political polarization, this age where everyone has an extreme opinion, no one likes nuance anymore, no one likes balance. So don't fall into this habit when you're falling in love with someone new or you're at least exploring the possibility of falling in love with someone new. You can't only be focusing on looking for someone with good values and you, at the same time, you don't want to only be focusing on looking for red flags and deal breakers. That said, also think about how your boundaries and your values in relationships interact with each other and how sometimes they can actually be more closely related than you might think. Perfect example. 
Let's say, just to cite a classic example, a guy doesn't want to date a woman who's had a fair amount of sexual experience, okay? I'm not judging that, by the way. Uh, you know, you do you, whatever works for you. The whole point of me talking about this issue is to encourage people to explore their own boundaries and values. And I'm not trying to get anyone to explain anything or apologize or shame anyone for having them. That's fine. I'm an individualist. I'm a big uh, advocate for personal freedom, personal liberty. People should make their own decisions in this regard. And who you invite into your life on a long-term basis is literally the most consequential decision you ever make. Being picky is a very good thing in my view. But anyway, coming back to the example of a guy who doesn't want to date a woman who's had, let's say, casual sexual experience before. Okay, that's a boundary, right? But at the same time, this same guy probably has another value which could, not necessarily, be related. And that value is he wants to date a woman who's free and open sexually, a woman who's good in bed, a woman who shares his ravenous sexual appetite. Well, guess what? If you're looking for someone who has a high sex drive and they love sex and they're very free of sexual shame and they're very open and they're open to experimentation and all the rest, the odds are pretty darn good that they're gonna have something of a previous sex life. But a lot of people only focus on the red flag in this situation, right? They only focus on the fact that, oh, maybe she's had a few more partners than he's comfortable with. At the same time, he's probably ignoring the fact that she's amazing in bed and she's free of sexual shame and, and all the rest. And that at the same time, that's also important to him. So if you're wrestling with your boundaries and your values out there in the dating market, if you're dating around and trying to get to the bottom of you know, what would make a good partner for you, be sure you aren't holding the opposite sex or the same sex as the case may be. Be sure you aren't holding people to an unattainable, unrealistic standard. And make sure you're thinking about how your boundaries and values may actually be pretty closely related to each other, even if it doesn't seem immediately obvious on the surface. I think it's also a good idea to think about your must-haves and also your would-be-nice-to-haves and to not confuse the two categories. And by the way, this goes for both boundaries and values. I think it's important to think about the must-haves and the would-be-nice-to-haves. And if you're asking for my personal opinion, I think the would-be-nice-to-have list of qualities, characteristics, habits, whatever, should be significantly longer than the must-haves. Because if you have a list that's 30 pages long of must-haves for a potential partner, you know, they have to come from this kind of family, and they have to have this color eyes, and this color hair, and they had to have gone to school, you know, and got this degree, or they have to make this much money, and on and on and on and on, you're probably not gonna find the exact, you know, exact description of what you're looking for because your must-have list is very, very long. So think for yourself about ironclad must-haves and distinguish them from the would-be-nice-to-haves. And in my view, when you meet someone and you're thinking about entering into a long-term relationship with them, or you're thinking about perhaps ending a long-term relationship, think about the must-haves, think about how many must-haves that person demonstrates. That number should obviously be as high as possible, but also think about the would-be-nice-to-haves and try to find a balance between those two that seems realistic for dating in the 21st century. At the same time, boundaries. I think it's a very good idea to have certain absolutely do not, cannot have. You know, a certain list of certain criteria or habits or characteristics or personality traits that you're just absolutely not gonna put up with what whatsoever. Doesn't mean that person is terrible. Doesn't mean you're judging people and saying you're terrible and I'm better than you or anything else. Again, all of this is about determining fit. It's not about moral judgments. But if you meet someone and they're demonstrating multiple absolutely cannot have, it's probably a good idea to cut bait and run as quickly as possible. But don't confuse the absolutely cannot have with the I don't love it, but I can live with it. In other words, there should be another segment of your list of boundaries 
That is, things that you don't necessarily love, but you can live with it. To cite a very silly, silly example, one of your values when you're looking for a partner is, I want someone who, let's say, is a good cook. That's important to me. I hate cooking. I want to live with someone who's a good cook. And let's say you meet someone who isn't a fantastic cook. Now, that's probably not a must-have. At the same time, it's probably not a complete deal-breaker, absolutely cannot have, if they're not a cook. That probably fits into the second list, more closely related to would-be-nice-to-have or I don't love it, but I can live with it. If nothing else, be sure you give this stuff some thought. Don't be too extreme in your requirements. There's a difference between having standards and being absolutely choosy and picky and looking for perfection. And over and over and over again, I see people looking for perfection when perfection in human beings simply doesn't exist. I'm not perfect. You're probably not perfect. I haven't met anyone who is perfect. Another mistake that I see people making in dating and certainly posting on YouTube and, and all the rest is they're going around and they're making moral judgments. They think that having standards, having personal boundaries and things like that gives them the right to be mean and cruel and be really unkind to people who don't share their certain boundaries, their standards. And this is so stupid. I mean, I don't get it. If you actually have these boundaries and values, if you have certain standards that you're not going to compromise on, why are you going all over the internet trying to post them and trying to make people feel bad and shame women and shame some men and really making a lot of noise about it? That says to me that you don't have near the confidence and clarity in your boundaries and values that you purport to have. Because true confidence, true clarity is pretty understated. It's subtle. It's quiet. I don't have to go proclaiming to the rooftops about, you know, my boundaries and values because they're my boundaries and values. And that's what works for me very well in my dating life. I'm not going to shame anyone. I'm not going to get angry at people, certainly, if they don't share my boundaries and values or if they're violating my boundaries and values. All this, all this dating and selecting people and trying to find out if people are a good match, it's about trying to determine fit. It's not about making moral judgments on the world and thinking that you're better than everyone else and, and all the rest, you know. I'd be a good fit for a lot of women. I'd be a terrible fit <laughs> for a lot of women. And I would imagine the same is true for you. You'd be a great fit for a lot of people in the world. You'd probably be a lousy fit for a lot of people as well. We're not making moral judgments necessarily. We're not trying to say that we're better than other people. We're not trying to shame and be unkind to people. It's simply about trying to determine fit. Life is short, life is precious, and you want to share it with people who are a good fit. And it really is as simple as that. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.